We don't beat you over the head with our opinion, and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. I'm your social worker with a microphone, Catherine Zox. Good morning. How are you this morning? You're listening to Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone on voiceamerica.com, Voice America Women. Joining me this morning is Lauren Beller. She's my business coach and president of Big Fish Nation, a 12-month entrepreneurial program, which you can take in the comfort of your own home or office, and you can log on or you can uh, contact Lauren at bigfishnation.com. Hi, Lauren. How are you this morning? Good morning, Catherine. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I can barely hear you. I know you are in your car and on your way, I think on your way to uh, my part of the country, but it's uh, Reuben, we've got to get her kind of up so I can hear her. Uh, our guest this morning is going to be <clears throat> the uh, editor-in-chief, the founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief, Joyce Dorney of Organize Magazine, which was uh, out on the newsstands for the first time on June 26th. And uh, <clears throat> Organized Magazine is the premier, this is the premier issue, which uh, was on the newsstands on the 26th, and it's all about organizing your life, all areas of your life, home, work, time, and leisure. And I certainly need that because I started off the show today. I have uh, two guests scheduled for the same time, so that's not good organization. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I bumped the other one off, so you're the one who's on this morning. Nice to have you on, Joyce. Thank you. Thank you so much. I um, consider it a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your magazine sitting right in front of me. I, I mean, it's, it's a great magazine. I think one of the things that you say in promoting it is that it's uh, it's sort of it's a you can it's for all areas of your life. You don't need to look at a lot of different kinds of magazines to try to figure out how to organize work or home or time or leisure. It's all right in that one one magazine. Yeah, you know, that was the impetus for starting this magazine is I personally was looking for the one resource that I could go to to find all the information that I wanted to know about organizing. I get a lot of magazines every month, and each one of them had something about organizing in them, and it hit me one night, almost like a bolt of lightning, wait a second, this should all be in one resource, not in 12. How yes. organized would that be? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not, when you're talking about that, that's so true because, I've, you know, up until your magazine, I've got, a, you know, a dozen magazines all oh, yeah. over the house. Uh, that's yeah. not well organized, different rooms, <laughs> and, right? So, all right, you have six children. I, first of all, I was very impressed with that. So you, isn't it six? Yes, it is. I, uh, I do have six children. You have to be organized. I mean, well, otherwise it's chaos, isn't it? it? You know, it's true. And some days it is a little bit of chaos. <laughs> but we have enough organization in our lives that we can have family time. That's just the really bottom line. You know, my house is not pin perfect straight. I'm not a neat freak. Um, things are here and there. But overall, we have enough organization that we can know where our things are, that we can find what we're looking for in a very short amount of time, and then we get to go out and play and have fun. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then you're not having fun. You're always kind of doing things by the seat of your pants, which I sometimes find myself doing. I've got a problem for you because I know in the magazine, which okay. I love, you you have like two or three problems, and then you answer the question yeah. and you solve yeah. the problem, which is yeah. great. 
My issue, now see, my kids, I have three boys who are out of the house, so I don't have okay. a lot of people in the house with me now, but I travel a lot, and you do have a whole, uh, an article about traveling and getting organized for that. Um, and in this case, it's traveling with children. I mean, I just came back from Australia. And I have, <laughs> and I'm on my way to Cape Cod. So I got, I have a pile of stuff in my living room and in the foyer yeah. and what to take and what not to take and, yeah. uh, what do I do? <laughs> it can be hard because you feel like you just get back from one trip and you don't have time to put stuff away before you go on the next trip. I, I sort of feel that way these days myself, you know, it can be a little frantic. But one thing you can do is have a designated spot for all of your travel items. You know, so all of your things go in one spot, whether you're getting ready to leave or whether you've just come home. Everything goes there, and then that way you can always find your little small bottles of shampoo. You can always find, you know, the the package of, you know, baby wipes. You know, we take I take baby wipes everywhere, whether my kids go with me or not. You know, you can always find all of those things in one place. I have a designated shelf in my bathroom where all of my travel toiletries and supplies and things go. But you can also have a designated spot where, you know, you just stash in your suitcase and, oh, I might want to take this pair of shorts. And so you just put them there, whether it's two weeks before you go or not. You can just have a designated spot that you can go to all the time, and you know they're all right there. I like that, and, you know, I started to do that. That's almost a very natural thing to do. That's great advice. I, one of my son's rooms, uh, which was the smallest room in the house, I've started to do that, to put things in his room that I am going to travel with. So that does work well. Another thing, though, you mentioned in the magazine is having, like, a travel um, folder or a travel notebook. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you can, um, whether you're traveling with a family or not, we called it a family trip manager in our Road Trip Rescue article. Just a small, inexpensive notebook that you have all of your travel information inside. You can buy some inexpensive plastic sleeve protectors, page protectors, just at your office supply store. And in there, you can print out all of your information from, you know, your travel company. You can put in pamphlets and flyers, things that you know you want to go see. You can also put in um, your important information about the phone numbers, the places where you're going, where you've been, where you'll be. It's also a great safety tool that, you know, should anything happen, should you get in an accident or anything, your information's all right there for someone to find. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and and I'm going out to buy my notebook today because I knew I needed. <laughs> You're so right. But and turning, let's okay. Now that's travel, but also, and I think I think I don't think there's a woman particularly out there who wouldn't identify with this. But you know, clutter junkies, our closets. What do we do? How do we clean them up? Uh, it seems to me I try to clean up my closet, Joyce, but then yeah. I, it creeps up on me again. It's sort of like my clothes are, and shoes are giving birth. I mean, I, I can't seem to just get rid of the stuff. They're like little rabbits in there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it does take a time commitment, Catherine, and, and that can be the hardest thing is we all want more time, not less time. But as you, you know, regularly purge, you know, there's a statistic that is so true. Probably you would agree with this too. We wear 20% of what we own 80% of the time. You know, we go back to our old favorites time and time again, day after day. So really take a hard look at your closet and just one thing you can do today is go in there and pull out five things that you know you haven't worn in that previous season. You know, I have this pink shirt hanging there. Oh, my gosh, I didn't wear that all last summer. Take it out. Put it in a bag. Don't second-guess yourself. Just put it in the bag. Get rid of five things. Stick that in your trunk today. 
take it to Goodwill next time you go by. And, you, you know, that's five items. And every day, if you just do a little bit, that's the key. Don't Joyce, get what about this? What about that emotional attachment that you have to this stuff? Okay, you mentioned well, the pink blouse. We all have a pink blouse. <laughs> and pink yeah. blouse, I bought it with my mother or my, you know, and I bought it with my best friend, and maybe I should keep it, and or somebody gave it to me, or, you know, we all, whatever the reason is, but there's that emotional attachment we have to just cut off and say, okay, it's over. The relationship is over. It's so true, Catherine. And really, honestly, that's the first step in getting organized. It's not about the physical act of decluttering for some people. Some people don't have those emotional attachments, but a lot of us do, myself included. And you have to just be willing to say, by letting go of this pink blouse, what am I getting? What am I gaining by giving up? And often it's more time, more space, less stress. It can be a lot of things, but that emotional clutter can weigh us down and when you let go of that pink blouse, you're making room for new possibilities. You know what else I do, Joyce? And, and when I was reading your magazine, I thought about this, and I've really been trying, I, I, you know, this season to do it anyway. Uh, you know, if I buy something new, I let's say a new another blouse or whatever yeah. it is, or a new pair yeah. of shoes, I try to get rid of two other things in the closet before I actually put that article of clothing in my closet. You know, you sound like a really organized person, Kathy. But I'm not. <laughs> I have good ideas. I've got to put them into action. <laughs> you do understand the basics, so you've got step one down. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Putting them into action is the next step. You have to be ready and willing to take that step of action and take that time to actually do it. And that's what getting organized is about. It's a process. And for some people, it can take a little bit longer. But Organized Magazine is here to help you feel a little less stressed about that process and to demystify it and say, you know what, we're here to help you. Whether you're ready to take on one drawer or your whole closet, we're going to show you how. How did you do, speaking of organization, and I'm just, I keep going back to this because I'm in awe of you having had three children or having three children and you have six children and you also are editor-in-chief of a magazine. Give us one or two tips. How did you do that? Well, in two minutes, because no. we're going to go to break in two minutes, but if okay. you can't do it in two, we'll come back. But I think <laughs> it's amazing to me that you're able to do that. Well, I'm, I can work from home. And, like, right now my kids are off watching TV for a few minutes, so we have some quiet time. But that way I can do both. I can, you know, make the calls or do the emails or write the editorial that I need to write quick and then do some things with my family, take care of them, and, and then get back to what I need to do. And, you know, right now I just work a lot of really long days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the but truth. That's making, the reality. Yeah, but Joyce, now you have a lot of support from, from your husband, from family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My husband works um, for himself also, and so he can have some flexible time. But, you know, I do make a lot of lists, Catherine, so that I don't forget things, and then as I do them, I cross them off. One of the other things in the magazine, which I think is interesting, you've got actual, uh, what would you call them, tools, things that we can go out and buy, like shelving and, and things that are really help you to get yourself organized and uh, some very clever kinds of things that you can buy at Ikea, local Target, all of those stores that you know are available to us. Yeah, we um, are going to always include a neat things we like column that's going to show you just some fun, interesting things to help you get your life organized that you may not already know about that you can find at some places like Target that you know about and other places that you may not have heard of before, like Kangaroo Storage. They have some great items to help you get organized, especially for travel. And we're going to make sure that everyone knows about those great items that you can find at those little bit out-of-the-way places. 
And Joyce, in the magazine, you're going to have certain columns that we can look forward to on a on a regular basis, and then there'll be new articles. Um, I know you interviewed Peter Walsh from TLC in this article, a great article. But then you're also going to have some that are going to get, that we can look forward to on a regular basis. Yeah, Confessions of a Closet Keeper will be one of our most fun columns that you can look forward to. Our managing editor was kind of one of those people that had a hard time letting go, and she's come up with a great column, this Confessions. She was a closet keeper, and now she's got a little bit of organization in her life, and it's growing on her, and she kind of likes it and what it does for her. So she's taking a look at that humorous side of getting organized. There is a humorous side to it. You're right. it can be really funny sometimes. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're talking to Joyce Dorney, Organized Magazine, and you're listening to Catherine Zox on VoiceAmerica.com. Women. We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. Are you willing to be taught? And invest a few minutes each week to learn principles that will ensure your success and fulfillment? Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to It's Easier Done Than Said on the Voice America Women's Channel. I have three children, and I've been raising my 16-year-old sister. Mary Gallagher and her family shared a two-bedroom apartment with eight people. Now Habitat for Humanity is helping her build a simple, decent, affordable home of her own. When we first found out that we were getting a Habitat home, it was like a dream. I kept saying, don't anybody wake me up. Not only is Mary helping build her own home, she'll buy it with a no-profit, zero-interest mortgage to keep it affordable. Habitat came out and built my home. And when Mary started building her house, I wanted to come out and give a hand. We're not just building Mary's house, we're building a neighborhood. There's several more to be built this year, and I look forward to working on each of their houses and seeing the joy of their face when they open the door to their brighter future. Habitat for Humanity. Building homes, changing lives. Support the work in your community. Visit Habitat.org. I feel very blessed. God has answered all of my prayers. We are home. Chat with Women reaches Boomer Women and their daughters. The concept is simple. It's the modern equivalent of having coffee with a million or so of our closest girlfriends. Chat with Women doesn't talk trash and it doesn't dish dirt. It's intelligent programming for intelligent women. Imagine that. Host Pam Gray and Rochelle Alhadif, fun-living women with enough life experience to go around, want to share their joy and knowledge of life with others. Plan to spend Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time with Pam and Rochelle on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you can't call mom, call Chat with Women. Real advice for real life from real women. And they keep their listeners laughing and learning with exciting interviews, live call-in sessions, and advice from two revolutionary baby boomers. Join Pam and Rochelle every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for Chat with Women here on the Voice America Women's Channel. Radio that talks with you, not at you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. 
I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and it's the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmerica.com, Voice America Women. And joining me this morning, I hope we can hear her now, Lauren Beller, my business coach, because uh, maybe you have some questions. Lauren to ask Joyce Dorney, who is editor-in-chief of Organize Magazine, which is a new magazine premiere issue on the newsstands June 26th and uh, organizing homework, time, and leisure. So I know Lauren's on the road. Are you in the car right now? I'm actually not in the car. I'm at my destination. Oh, good. Because, <laughs> Lauren, you know, you would... Uh, you know, I wonder. You know, I wanted to tell Joyce because you talk about organization. Lauren is my co-host, and Joyce, she was, uh, she's on her way, uh, or was on her way. She's there now, but on a trip. So she emailed me and said, "Well, we'll do the show, but I'm going to be on my cell phone." And then I hung up and realized I didn't have her cell phone number. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> started to panic. But uh, any questions? Because you're in a different position than I am, Lauren. I mean, you just have a you know a new baby, traveling with the baby, all kinds of. Uh, stay-at-home mom in terms of work, not stay-at-home mom, but you work from the house, that brings up a whole lot of different kinds of organizational issues, don't you think? It totally does. I think Joyce is so on in order to be a extremely productive and have big impact in our world these days. You have to be organized. So I think that what she's, where she's pointing us is critical. And I'm, I unfortunately, I think I was born organized. <laughs> So you can get off the show now. We don't need you. No, no. I'm loving listening to it because I'm like, okay, that's another way to do it. You know, there's lots of ways to be organized. So it's. I do think I'm as productive as I am, you know, and efficient as I am because organization is a big part of my life. And yeah, organizational skills. naturally to other people, I think. Some people it comes natural to, and other people I think it's a challenge. Well, Joyce, you know, you talk about there are different areas, obviously, you cover in this this issue. But one of the things, misorganization 101. Yeah. Common mistakes and how to avoid them. What are they? What are the most common mistakes? That well, a lot of people say, oh, i got to get organized, and they're ready to jump in and get started. But they don't have it thought out just a little bit. You know, you don't have to think it through and plan every minute detail. But having a basic overall plan of how you're going to attack that project will set you up for success. You won't get partway through and go, oh, this is too much work, and give up or get frustrated. And so having that plan and then setting that plan into place with a process, you know, you got to sort, you got to purge, you got to put it back, and then you got to take the time to maintain it. I mean, there's some basic steps, but, you know, just having that plan is the biggest mistake that people make. They jump right in without thinking it through. All right, so Joyce, when you have a plan, what would be the things included in the plan? Like, I want to get real specific here. Like, let's say I'm going to clean up my closet. i got to get rid okay. of 20 things, or I have to do it in a certain amount of time. I'm going to spend right. two hours. Is that what you mean by having a plan or a vision, yeah. really? Right. That can be part of it. But before you even do that, you need to sit down and take a good look at, you know, at your project. Look at your closet. Sit in front of it and ask yourself some questions, you know. Why do I want to get organized? You know, is it just because I want it to look more beautiful or do I want it to function better? Or, you know, what, what do I want to get out of this closet? I want to be able to get my clothes quickly in the morning, not have to dig through all the stuff I don't wear to find something I do want to wear and get out the door. You know, so think about what do I want from this closet? You know, what is it going to give my life? And then write down your answers. And then a great thing to do is post them somewhere where you can see them so that they're always the forefront in your mind. Okay, this is why I want my closet organized. Then you pick a, a place to start. Okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to organize all of my shirts. 
because some people have a lot of shirts. So you can just pick that small amount, or you can say, you know what, I'm going to take three hours this Saturday, and I am just going to take out everything that I haven't worn in the past year. You know, it depends on where you're ready for. So you can start small, even in a big project. So you have to be goal-oriented. You really do. You have to know what where you're going, I guess. It can't be just it, all over the place. That, it that. can be the best method for success. But if you aren't a goal-oriented person, that's okay. Just pick a drawer. Pick one, one little thing. Because even if you don't have a goal in mind, you still can and benefit from organization. You know, but, what about but, a friend? I, you know, as you're talking, uh-huh. I'm thinking, do I have to go it alone? <laughs> no, no. Calling in a friend is a great way to do it. You know, a lot of people people hire professional organizers, and I happen to be a member of NAPO, the National Association of Professional Organizers. And there's they are great resources, and they can come in and help you do your projects. But if you can't have a professional organizer, a great resource is a friend because sometimes your friend can look at your items in a completely different way. They're not emotionally attached to them. In fact, I helped a friend a few years ago clear out her craft room, and I was able to say, you know what, you haven't done that craft in four years. Out it goes. And she said, okay. When when she wasn't making the decisions for herself, and you don't have the emotion, like we were talking about before we took yeah. the break. You don't have the emotional yeah. attachment to the object. Exactly. You exactly. Know. I could see her undone craft project for exactly what it was, an undone craft project that would never get done. And so out it went. I have a problem for you. Here's a, it, this is like I have a huge basement playroom, but uh-huh. the kids are in their 20s, okay? Grown up. <laughs> I collected, and this is the wrong thing to do. I know you're going to tell me this, Joyce, but all their papers and all their stuff from Ooh. kindergarten through college, mm-hmm. what do I do? How do I pick the things out that are, you know, important that I want to keep some, right. but and get rid of the rest of it? I can't seem to do that. You know, it is hard, but it is fun, too, to look through their things and see, oh, here's how he wrote or what he thought in first grade, and then look at their things in eighth grade and compare them. And it is fun. So maybe picking three or four things from along the years and pulling those aside and giving those a place of honor. Put them in a scrapbook or in a nice binder, in a nice box. You know, there's beautiful archival boxes, but putting them in a memory type situation so that you have a broad overview. Then one thing that I do is take all my kids' artwork, spread it around, take a picture of it, and throw it away. You know, they don't care. They love looking at the pictures of their pictures, but having the actual item isn't important to them. And I just decided that it wasn't as important to me as having my children. Yeah, and that's so, a great idea. And I, well, what you just suggested, then you don't get into the situation that I am in. I mean, you just want yeah. to start doing that in the beginning yeah. when your kids are young. Exactly. Take the pictures, pick out the important things, yes. and, and maybe separate baskets or whatever for each you know child. Can you uh, imagine so that, what I'd have if I kept all that stuff all these years? <laughs> <laughs> you would be, be buried in your paper. basement. <laughs> it's true, you know. And paper is hard because even in this electronic society that we live in, we are buried in paper. And we just have to be ruthless with the paper. We and sometimes to, you know, it's double stuff. You're so right because not only do I have it on my computer, the information, that's a whole other area, yeah. then I think, well, maybe I need to back it up with some you know, hard oh. copy. So now I've got both, a chaotic computer as well as all the paper in my office. So it, it certainly doesn't solve the problem. No, paper is a big issue for a lot of people. And we'll talk a lot about organizing your papers with Organized Magazine. Yeah, tell us more about what we can look forward to next next month for Organized Magazine. Yeah, in our next issue, we're going to talk about, of course, back to school, 
We're going to um, get some things ready for that. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Wide Web. You know, there are some great resources on the web for getting your life organized. And so we're going to give you 50 great websites to go to to find out about that. Um, we're going to talk with Holly Bond, who started a great office organization company called C. Jane Work. It's a great company, and she's a great, interesting guest, and I know that people will enjoy seeing her. And then, again, we'll have more neat things that we like. We're going to talk about small spaces and how you can make great changes to those. And organizing on a shoestring is one of the really important columns to me because having six kids, we don't have a ton of money. And so we need to know how to organize on the cheap or for free even better. So we were going to tell you all about great things like that. Sounds, well, obviously, I think one of the things you just mentioned um, before we say goodbye is that, you know, what did you say, see Jane work. You know, you so many women now working at home, it has to, and it creates a whole new set of problems in terms of organization. It really can because it's trying, you're trying, by working at home, you're saying, I want a balance between home life and work life. And so it is, it can be hard to find that balance, but one way you can have it is to have that working space at home really organized and set up so that you can find what you need when you need it, do your work efficiently, and get on to your family. Great magazine, and uh, you've, you. you've got a, a winner here as far as I'm concerned and uh, I wish you the best of luck with it it is just terrific and I, I really I recommend it to all my listeners and if uh, they want to get in touch with you more questions things we haven't covered today what do they do? Well they can email me at jdorney at organizemag.com and I'm sure you'll put that up on a website they can also come to organizemag.com and find all kinds of ways that they can contact us Terrific. Great having you on the show today. Thanks so much, Joyce. Have Joyce a great Dor- day. Yeah, you too. Joyce Storney of Organized Magazine. So what did you think, Lauren? Um, lots of good advice. I think it's critical. And I think one of the she's just so alluded to the biggest problem that we have, and it's being, having that emotional attachment to all this stuff in our lives. This, exactly, the stuff. Oh. Can you imagine six kids? I mean, she... No it, way. <laughs> No way. Yeah, so how was it? In case, you know, I mention this every week, but, uh, you know, you have a new new baby, or not so new, but uh, traveling with a baby is very different than traveling with your, you know, just yourself or with your partner, and you really do have to be organized for that. So I assume you were when you went from, where are you, in Rochester? I'm in Rochester. It is so different. You know, I was, you know, throw my stuff in a bag, Jump on the plane, I'm out of here. Now you have to think about every detail. You know, oh my God, what is she going to eat? What is she, what diaper? You know, how are you going to do diapers? It's, it's a lot more work. Yeah. Well, I was traveling around the world, as you know. I was in Australia. Oh, and talk about the wall. Yeah. How was it? It was great. I, you know, that's a whole other show. Maybe next week we can talk about it. But I'll tell you, I had to be organized because you know, one suitcase, that's it. One little carry-on. You really do have to take exactly what you need and no more because you don't want to be carrying three or four bags around the world with you. So that's a whole other, you know, traveling. And uh, you know, a lot of us are traveling. I think more, I think, you know, even though with, with all the stuff that's happening, airports are packed. So, I mean, that's a whole other issue, learning how really to pack is. well. Yeah, it is. Anyway, we have to... to packing, don't you, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it goes back to packing light and, you know, not having emotional attachments to all the stuff. Like, what do we really need? Exactly. We'll be back in a minute. Lauren Beller with Catherine Socks. I'm Catherine Socks, your social worker with a microphone, the Catherine Socks Show on voiceamerica.com. Women. Talk radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network.
Chat with Women reaches boomer women and their daughters. The concept is simple. It's the modern equivalent of having coffee with a million or so of our closest girlfriends. Chat with Women doesn't talk trash and it doesn't dish dirt. It's intelligent programming for intelligent women. Imagine that. Host Pam Gray and Rochelle Alhadif, fun-living women with enough life experience to go around, want to share their joy and knowledge of life with others. Plan to spend Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time with Pam and Rochelle on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you can't call mom, call Chat with Women. Real advice for real life from real women. And they keep their listeners laughing and learning with exciting interviews, live call-in sessions, and advice from two revolutionary baby boomers. Join Pam and Rochelle every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for Chat with Women here on the Voice America Women's Channel. Inner Health Through Homeopathy, hosted by Melissa Birch, CCH, with Dr. Tim Stryker. This show features a weekly discussion about homeopathy, a holistic approach to health care which treats ailments by bringing the entire body into balance. Homeopathy encompasses and examines the makeup of the entire person instead of focusing solely on a disease or ailment. The healing process involves physical, mental, and emotional changes which come from a wellness within. Homeopathic remedies go far beyond an alleviation of symptoms. They can restore harmony to the body and open paths to a higher level of awareness. Each week, Melissa Birch, CCH, explores a different health issue and individual healing processes with Tim Stryker, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for inner health through homeopathy. Finally, radio that has real depth. Voice America Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. I'm Catherine Zox, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show here on VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America Women with Lauren Beller, President of Big Fish Nation, and my business coach. Um, well, before the break, Lauren and I were talking about organization and my trip to Australia. You know, it's interesting. You know, Lauren, there are not that many Americans who go to Australia because it's so far away. Well, you're going to a, the opposite season, my friend. <laughs> we did. And uh, we went to the opposite season. It's so funny because everyone, we went to Sydney, Melbourne, and Tasmania. And most people say to me, well, where's Tasmania? They don't even know where it is. I didn't before I went. But it is the land down under. So it is. Exactly, right? Yeah. So June 21st was their shortest day, and it was our longest day. But the, it's still kind of a temperate climate, and they were. Everyone kept saying to us, "Well, our, you know, it's cold. It's winter because it's their winter." And I'm waiting. You know, it's like 60 degrees. I said, "Well, it's yeah. 60 degrees in upstate New York, and it's summer." And That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of. This, I couldn't go there in the winter. Their summertime, it's like 90 degrees. So it's but, much warmer climate overall. Yeah, it is. But Sydney, and I. I, I and I think we may have some listeners, some of the you know people that we met along the way at the trip and the hotels we stayed at. I think they're listening to the show today, even though, I don't know, it's probably 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but uh, Sydney is this most spectacular city with no pollution. 
Everybody that I know that's gone there has that's their impress. That's their first the first thing that hits them is how clean it is and I my sense is it's clean and organized. Clean and organized. And you know what? It's all the Sydney Harbor is the second largest natural harbor in the world. And so all the activity is around the harbor. And you know, shops and eating and food and it is just um and, and people eat well and, and uh everybody looks like they're in good shape. Uh our next guest is on, but I do have to say there was one thing that just struck me. They have twenty five yard swimming pools all around the city. So the people at lunchtime swimming. they go swimming. And then they have these like very uh, health bars or little bistro places that serve really good food that you can have after you do your swim. Can you imagine? That is, that's beautiful. And is yes. it, um, is, do they do that year-round? They do that year-round because this was winter and the pool, some people were swimming and they were even swimming in the water in the harbor. So I, meant, I would assume they would be doing it in the summer. It was very, very... Sounds like life with luxury. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Well, our next guest is here, and uh, it her name is Emma Forrest, and she's editor of Damage Control, and women on the therapists, beauticians, and trainers who navigate their bodies. And it's, she talks, uh, it's a series of essays from the women and the manicurists and all of the, the uh, people who cut your hair. And each one of these authors writes, Candidly and very candidly about their love-hate relationship with a beauty with the beauty machine. Emma Forrest, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes, I liked your book. I liked the essays. Uh, I identified with a with quite a a lot of the essays. A lot of the women, particularly the stuff with the hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) We do thing. Yeah, and you know we do have these intimate relationships with our with people who work on our bodies. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we do. Um, and as you say in the book, even uh, especially some of the celebrities and movie stars, they end yeah. up marrying their hairdressers or their masseuses. The right? the makeup artist. Yes, we had we asked a, a makeup artist why does that happen, um, and it's really just the intimacy of having your skin touched every morning by someone, and that's also why the rest of us open up. I think is. You know, it's not a very organic um, intimacy, but intimacy nevertheless, and you just do end up spilling more to someone who, if you're at the manicurist, they're holding your hand. If you're at the uh, bikini waxer, they're seeing you naked in high-definition detail. You, you may as well tell them your secrets, too. Yeah, it's, it's like going to a psychiatrist. I mean... <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing, is that you, you... Psychiatry works because you never see that person outside that room. Uh, so your secrets feel safe, and it's the same with this. You know, when you say the secret is safe, I think when you're in that business, and this came out in some of the essays, you really yeah. do have to be like a therapist and not tell your next uh, customer about the whatever was happening with the one that you just Absolutely. saw. I think uh, maybe the major difference from a psychiatrist is that the therapists were telling me that they also can't believe the things they tell the clients themselves about their lives you know, about the problems with their husband or their daughter. So uh, that was interesting, too, to know that they find themselves spilling their guts to us. I'm finding I have that problem with my hairdresser. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> because she's working, but I've been seeing her for at least, you know, 10 years. Yeah. But I'm finding that one of the things that I like also when you go to your hairdresser or yeah. that you want to relax and you yeah. want to have that a calm time, at least yeah. I do. She's telling me too much about her life. Oh. I'm a therapist. 
Right. So, right, you know, the right. tables are kind of turned, and I'm listening, and I'm get walking out of there thinking, this is not relaxing to me, and I really don't know how to tell her. I don't want to hear about all her problems with her kids and her husbands and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of... That's interesting because that's actually what Rose McGowan's story is about. She wrote about the the etiquette of, um, uh, you know, the beauty therapist and how anytime someone does that to her, she finds she gets annoyed with them, so she tips them more and more and more and more until she just never goes back ever again because she's so annoyed. That's exactly what I do. (laughs) But that's not that doesn't really yeah, and that doesn't solve the problem. Talk about this the uh, essay with Minnie Driver because Minnie Driver is one of my favorite actresses. And first of all, I think she's gorgeous. I love her hair. Yeah. Uh, but that was her main issue uh, growing up. Her well, hair. The way it always works, isn't it, for all of us? Our best quality we can't stand. Um, yes, yeah, she always thought she had been left by you know fairies or gypsies with her family, who are all blonde women with very straight hair. And uh, her mother and her sister were both models, actually, these blonde models. And uh, she just felt so awful. It's kind of a, it's a coming-of-age story, her, her, her chapter. It's really lovely about realizing that you aren't the sum total of your hair. You're more than that. You're also what's inside. And, you know, it's beyond how you look. And that comes about because she has a haircut so disastrous that there's nothing she can do but just completely cover the remnants with a scarf and she's sort of looking at herself in the mirror for the first time and really seeing her face and not, you know, not all the stuff that ultimately, hopefully, you learn as you get older isn't you. Yeah, and I love her hair, by the way. I think it always looks great. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, this thick, gorgeous, you know, hair is beautiful. Uh, Tell me, what, how did you decide who you, you know, what essays to pick, you know? Who I would ask. Um, Well, you know, actually, uh, it's interesting you touched on Minnie's because Minnie's someone I've known for a long time, and she's someone who she'd never written before in her life, which is amazing when you read her story because she's clearly such an actual writer. But her, she's someone I tapped into because she's very wise. She has a very, people say she has a high emotional IQ. (laughs) So I thought that that was someone who would have a good take. Um, Rose McGowan was someone who... Uh, you see as this, you know, sex bomb, but she's very, very prim in her private life, actually. You know, she's she's very big on manners, so that's why I asked her to give us her take on manners and etiquette of the beauty world. Um, a lot of the writers were people that I had just admired for so long. Um, Francesca Leoblock is one of my favorite writers. Jennifer Bell is one of my favorite writers. Um, Any big Keith. surprises in terms of what yeah. they came up with? For you. Big surprises? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, as you mentioned at, at the top of the story, the level of intimacy. I asked everyone to start with the surface and get to the depth, but I think that just how far they took it surprised not just me. I think the authors themselves were actually surprised. They, they started off meaning to write about something and, and ended up taking it so much deeper. And I think, you know, my theory is that when you start writing about your body, it becomes kind of a detached witness and you end up maybe writing about things that you weren't planning to. So Like divorce you, and virginity. And about, um, you know, but there's a very incredible essay by uh, Rachel Resnick about uh, her, her mother's suicide, and it all comes up during this healing massage where, you know, uh, uh, she's just sitting there waiting to have knots rubbed out, and she ends up sobbing on the table. And I think, actually, a lot of us have had an experience like that, not necessarily, you know, about something as terrible as that, but I've definitely found myself, 
in one in yoga or in in massage, it can bring up strange things. I don't know yeah. if you've ever had that. Just you know, you you're like, what? Wait, am I tearing up? Well, uh, not only have I had that, Emma, but sometimes and I'll get back to my hairdresser because yeah. she's. Um, I've never had a pedicure or a manicure. I need mm. one. I am over 50 years old, and it's time to do that, but I do take care of my hair. Yeah. But one of the things, when I do talk to her, when she gives me an opportunity to say that, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I feel like I, if I'm particularly vulnerable or needy yeah. at that point, I walk out, and maybe I'm sorry that I said it, you know, and that's right. a whole other issue that you don't, with a therapist, you can discuss that the next yeah. time you go in for your session. Yeah. You can't do that. So you Yeah, have to that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I felt that too. You just kind of you don't want to feel like the silly cliche of some lady in a hairdresser rattling her head off. But you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. And I'll tell you what, it's cheaper than my therapist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a manager is for sure. I have a business coach who's on right now, Lauren. Yeah. I don't have any questions for Emma. I, I mean, I have my therapist, my business coach, my yes, yeah. my, yeah, so my hairdresser. I've I've got them all, and sure, so different. I do have a question, Catherine, but it's for you, and it's why haven't you had a pedicure and a manicure? <laughs> <laughs> I, why haven't I? It, you know, it's really interesting. I'm always concerned about my looks and, as I say, my hair and my clothes, and my nails and my toenails look terrible. I do need a a, 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 a pedicure and manicure. I'm not sure why. I'll have to think about that. I'll think about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, would you get one regularly? Um, Me? I do my I do my feet regular not regularly I you know it's really funny I just had them done before I left just my feet because I don't like having fingernails so this is a very funny story I walk into the to the place and I just didn't want to talk to anybody I didn't want to listen to anybody so I just obviously made that known immediately and I was thinking I am being such a scrounge you know I'm being so mean and then after it was all done I thought okay now I can talk because I'm on my way out the door. So it's real. I'm laughing listening to you guys, thinking, yeah, it's true. This is there's some really you have to set your intention about well, how do I want this experience to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're one person who will never have a good relationship with their <laughs> pedicurist or manicurist. <laughs> We're going to take a break right now. We're talking to Emma Forrest, author of or editor of Damage Control: Women on the Therapists, Beauticians, and Trainers Who Navigate Their Bodies. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller on VoiceAmerica.com, Voice America Women. Talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. If you are among the millions who are on the quest to find the fountain of youth, then this is the program for you. Dr. Norm Shealy brings to Internet Talk Radio, Youthful Aging, Secret of the Fountain, every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Dr. Shealy's mission is to help you have optimal health and longevity, and the purpose of Youthful Aging is to give you an opportunity to ask your own questions about anything related to health, and everything is related to health. Each week, Dr. Shealy will focus on a particular health topic and welcome welcomes your questions, which are the reason for the program. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Youthful Aging, Secret of the Fountain, with Dr. Norm Shealy. And discover for yourself the secret of the fountain. Winning with Wellness, where beauty meets health, with Dr. Vidushi Babber, is a place where women can share their health and beauty tips and learn that wellness means having a positive self-image. 
Tune in every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. I'm Catherine Zox. Welcome back. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show, your social worker with a microphone. I'm your social worker with a microphone, and we're on voiceamerica.com, Voice America Women. And joining me this morning is Emma Forrest. She is a she is a novelist, a journalist, and now an editor of Damage Control, Women on the Therapists, Beauticians, and Trainers Who Navigate Their Bodies. And you can go to Emma's website, emmaforrest.com, for more information. You know, as we were talking before we took the break, and Lauren Beller, my co-host, the three of us, um, one of the things, Emma, I, was, I don't know if you heard at the yeah. beginning of the show, but I do a lot of traveling, travel around the world, yeah. and, you know, there's a real consistency with women and their relationships to those people who who do help them to their, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're, I had read this article, um, and I haven't been there, but even in Afghanistan, women secretly go to their hairdressers to get their hair done and have yeah, that kind we, of a relationship. Yeah, we have an interesting chapter in the book um, by a very brilliant Muslim feminist called Mason Hadar, who writes about Arab waxing rituals and how they've maintained throughout wars, um, you know, m- much as... Uh, the land girls during World War Two with their red lipstick and you know that one little thing that that helps you keep it all together. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's very interesting. Yeah, really and you is. can be on the the maybe the poorest island in the Caribbean, and there's yeah. always a beauty shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah and my and my mother uh, always tells me the story that even during the 30s and during the Depression, yeah. uh, women wouldn't spend money on or couldn't spend money on most things, but yeah. still they would spend money on. Uh, getting their hair done. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that certainly fashion houses have found that's where they've made their millions. Is not by selling. You know, Christian Dior doesn't sell a lot of Christian Dior dresses. Neither does John Galliano, but they sell a lot of you know their signature lipstick or a lot of their perfume. That one little sort of almost a, a social leveler that just about everyone could afford. You know, to buy the logo lipstick. I think what it says is this whole idea, and I keep getting back to this, Emma, which you, all, the, all the essays really talk about, yeah. um, it's that relationship, it's that intimacy yeah. that for some reason it's kind of a universal thing with women and the, and the men and women who take care of them. Well, it's a kind of emotional networking, I think, uh, between women, between women certainly who would likely not have crossed paths uh, otherwise in a lot of situations. You know, I, I started thinking about this book at a nail salon called Jessica Nails in Hollywood, which is actually uh, America's first nail salon, because before Jessica opened it, uh, you always had your nails done at the hairdressers. Uh, and it's a very interesting place. All the women there were a lot older than me. They were, you know, these women who were up there, like 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, who'd been going there for decades and decades and decades, same appointment every Monday, every Tuesday, uh, and going to the same woman. I mean, the women who work there as well, also not spring chickens, and you were looking at these amazing relationships, these true 
friendships where it's not like the manicurists are in any way subservient. You know, they're like, no, you can't have that color. It doesn't suit you. No, you can't have that done. It looks bad. Your skin's not good enough. You know, they're really snapping at each other in the most delightful way. Uh, and these are real proper relationships that definitely these, these women, you know, the women who go to this Hollywood salon are like, you know, the, the wives of the founders of Hollywood. Uh, and they wouldn't have crossed paths otherwise. And, and it was very interesting to watch them interact. Don't you think, Emma, that it has to do also with the, there's a certain consistency about that. You know, all this stuff can be happening in your life and to all of us. And uh, at least you know that you've got that period of time where you can just, you know, get your nails done, get your yeah. hair done. Uh, and it provides a certain structure, especially if things are falling apart around you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what women always do with their bodies. That's where, if you want to take it the, the bad route, that's where anorexia comes from is that minute uh, control you could feel if you can feel control over nothing else than at least over your own body and yeah when your life is falling apart if at least your 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 nails are together strangely uh, psychologically that can provide some glimmer of hope and some order because I think sometimes if you keep some order externally it sometimes helps to bring some order to those that internal stuff that's happening that may be more chaotic at different times. Well, it's the same reason we make our bed in the morning and feel better when we do it. Uh, I think just that, that presentational thing gives you uh, the pull to, to try and get it together. I need to go to Jessica's Nails for someone who hasn't oh, done their nails in 50 great. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pretty great uh, window. Uh, it's like uh, you know cafe society experience. Fun. But that's in Hollywood, right? Do we yeah. have one that's on the in New York? Can you make any no, recommendations? There's a, nope, there's only one Jessica Nails. And I, when I lived in London, I would even go there every time I came to L.A. just for the experience because it's so much fun. All right, so, Emma, you never had your nails done anywhere else. You always go back to Jessica's Nails. I, you know what, I have to say, personally, I think a, a real cheapy manicure is just as good as an expensive manicure, but I just enjoyed that place because I liked watching these women. You like the ambiance. You yeah. like the yeah. It's not just the nails. It's, yeah. it's all all about. That's another thing. It is. It's all about the 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 place, the setting. Um, that's important too. Right. You have to feel good in the setting as well yeah. as you know for whatever you're having done. Um, so who's your hairdresser? See. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have I have one on uh, not just on each coast but in each city in the world. Do you really? So you have? Wow. Uh, no, you, you know. Come on. I, I I do what all of us do. I, I try and try and make bargains with, with fr- working in this business for so long I, I know you know makeup artists and hairdressers and manicurists and I say well you know I'll write, I'll write your press release if you'll give me a haircut <laughs> so um, you, ha- you are all around the world well that's what I need you see now I'm here in New York I'm going to the Cape Cod and mm-hmm. I get everything done right before I go because I don't want to try anybody new there yeah. for six weeks so I have to be back and I try to plan it so that I don't have that gray streak down the middle of my head and uh-huh. uh, it doesn't always work out well I have to be honest actually in New York my place is Weed Ad which is the curly hair salon and I was turned on to that by Mini Driver they only cut curly hair I wish I had. I had curly hair I used to have curly hair how about straight hair my hair is like, was right down in my eyes I, oh, I can't, can't yeah. help you but Weed Ad is definitely fun if you have curly hair there's no one there who doesn't have curly hair too Weed out. Weed out is O U I D A D. All right. Well, for those of you who have curly hair, um, <laughs> that's in New York City. Yeah, we yeah. want some really specific recommendations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, um, good form in LA. 
London. Oh, you know what? I have to wrap my brain, but I have this mental roller deck, so I will certainly be happy to share it with you. Yeah, what about Boston? Now, Boston isn't particularly a glamorous I've never city. been to Boston. You've never been to Boston? Well, you have to come to Boston. I would love to. Yeah. Boston's a great city, but it's not a glamorous city. People there are, uh, you know, it's more of an intellectual kind of city, yeah. and, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of... I don't think there are a lot. I went to school there, but not a lot of salons and those kinds of things. Obviously, it's a city. There are, but yeah. it's... Um, well, you have to come to Boston. Okay. <laughs> are you in London right now? Where no, are you? I'm actually, you're calling me in Los Angeles. L.A. I was just in L.A. Cleared customs in L.A. coming back from Australia two days ago. Ooh, Ooh. that's yeah. a trip. That is a trip. Fourteen hours on the uh, plane. But, uh, you know, eating and drinking and watching the... <laughs> Movies, I was fine. Yeah, exactly. So it was good. It wasn't a problem. Anyway, I want to just I want to repeat your website because it's emmaforest dot com. Because if any of the listeners want to go to the website, want to purchase the book, they can purchase it at Amazon dot com bookstores everywhere. Yep. And Damage Control for those of you who are just joining us. Damage Control: Women on the Therapists, Beauticians, and Trainers Who Navigate Their Bodies. A really delightful book. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you. Yeah, great great talking to you, Emma Forrest. So, am I convinced, uh, Lauren, do I need to get a pedicure? You so do, and I'm not responsible if you're going to want one every week from this point forward. How expensive are they? Uh, 25 bucks if you go to a, you know, I I just paid 20. Actually, I went on a Monday because I can and it was only 20. But when you have your feet rubbed by somebody else and then your toes look so nice after, you know, I never had a pedicure until like two years ago. I love it because I love to have my feet rubbed and you know they know you know they make them nice and soft. Oh, I can't tell you you're gonna go and you're gonna be wanting to do it all the time. You don't need it every week. You can go once a month. I'm not a touchy feely person, uh, and uh, and I know that that's not what you're talking about. Not but there at all. Is, what? Not at all. Not no, at all. I'm not, and I'm like, yeah. don't touch me. But I did. I have. To, I was on a. Um, on a boat, a riverboat somewhere. I can't remember. It was in China, and they actually—that was one of the at the spa. That's what they did. They had both Barry and 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 I, my partner. We both laid down beside each other. We each had a different person working on both of us, and they were doing our feet. And it was very cool. It did feel good. And I haven't had that done since. I think that was about six years ago. There's but something they, cool about having nice-looking toes and like in your scrubby safari stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to have nice-looking toes. You have to have good-looking feet. Some people's feet are so ugly you don't want to call attention to them. Mine aren't bad, but they're not really. You know what? You could have ugly feet, but having a pedicure makes them nicer. Then this summer, Provincetown. Now, Provincetown is one of those places where people get their nails and their toes done. Uh, That will be my assignment for next week, Uh, (laughs) get my toes done and my nails done for the first time. I have to hear about this. I can't wait. This is a major a major radio discussion opportunity. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a minute left. We've got to say goodbye. Lauren Beller, my business coach, president of Big Fish Nation. I'm Catherine Zox, and you've been listening, or you are listening, to voiceamerica.com. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Have a great day, uh, a great week. You too. And, yeah, have a good time, Lauren. I will. You enjoy. Yeah, i got to get organized and get myself going and moving, and i got a six-hour drive to Cape Cod. We'll see you next week.
We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversation with Catherine Zox.